Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. Imagine, if you will, a place where the macabre and humor flow amicably. A place where UFOs land and monsters are real. A place where you say to yourself, I want to believe. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. Nomar Slevik here, and I'm doing a little tour of Maine. I'm driving around Maine to some of the places that stories in my book take place. I interviewed witnesses all around the state. I just thought it'd be fun for the week that my book comes out. I drive around and revisit some of those places. I'm going to be delivering some books to people that help tell their story. I'm going to be heading down to Alfred, Maine, which is in southern Maine, to interview some uh, new witnesses that I haven't written about yet so more to come on that later going to visit my folks on the 4th so you know I'll I'll report from there Um, they probably won't want me recording while I'm in the house because you know they're insane (laughs) Uh, but yeah 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 so I'll check in soon I'm driving right now to my first destination which you'll hear about soon all right I'm out right now Right now, I'm currently sitting at the Bangor Airport, and this airport used to be an Air Force base back in the 60s, Dow Air Force Base. There's a story in my new book that was shared by an airman who was stationed here. He had four or five different experiences, one of which being he saw a seven, eight foot tall, hairy, bipedal creature up on a hill that his dog was reacting to. He did write a report about this. He also saw three spheres of light flying down and over the runway. Others saw this as well. He saw what he described as the northern lights on the ground, which is certainly odd. And he could walk through them and describe them as, you know, walking through prisms and seeing all this very odd light. And there's also a report of him seeing some alien beings that were actually apprehended by air policemen that he called to the scene. He has no idea what happened to them. He never saw those alien beings again, but he was certainly talked to about it and told not to discuss it. The gentleman is in his 80s now, and he wants to get the stuff off his chest, so it's it's a compelling story, and uh, I, I certainly implore you to, to check it out. I'm currently driving in Bar Harbor. It's the 4th of July, and uh, Bar Harbor is actually home to uh, an encounter of a gentleman that lives in Bar Harbor, but the encounter happened in Bangor. But a crazy encounter, and it's in the story, The Great Escape, in my new book, so check it out if you can. I'm headed to my folks' house now, going to pop in on them for a July 4th surprise. My mom just got a new little kitty, so I'm going to go and play with that little bugger and have a lot of fun there so that'll be cool 
And yeah, man, I'm just trying to drive around the state and enjoy myself the best way that I can. Tomorrow, I'm sending out a lot of copies of my book to people that shared their stories with me uh, and some people that helped contribute like Brent Rains and Valerie Schultz and Eric Cooley and not to mention uh, people that shared their stories like Sue and Shalel Way and uh, Jerry Rinaldi and uh, Ken Putnam, a few other folks. So uh, I messaged them to let them know that uh, books are on the way and everyone is excited, including me. So it's uh, it's going to be a good week. So we're excited. All right. I'll check in at the next spot. Bye. Yo, what up, homies? I uh, just got done visiting with my folks for July 4th. And we ate some Chinese food. And as they were not going out at all uh, to celebrate anything, you know, they're older folks. And the kids like myself and my sister were all grown. My sister's coming down this weekend to have a barbecue with them and all that good stuff. I helped my dad set up this new tablet that he got. And we downloaded some apps, you know, Netflix and movie HD and, you know, stuff like that. So, and I left them watching uh, A Quiet Place. So they're enjoying that right now while I drive back to Bangor. And now I'm going to one of my friend's house to drop off a copy of my new book. So they're excited to read it. I'm excited for them to read it. And I really, uh, uh, I'm loving the new publisher. They've been doing some great stuff with marketing. And they uh, they sent me a bunch of author copies, which is great. So I can send stuff out to everybody. All in all, I suppose a pretty good July 4th. Didn't really have to deal with tons of crowds and people, which is nice. I'm not a big fan of this holiday whatsoever. It's a very, it's a very social holiday and I'm the opposite of social. You know, everybody goes out and watches fireworks and I I gotta tell you, I'm not even a big fan of fireworks. I like setting them off myself. Uh, I've done that in years past and, and, and that's fun, but definitely not a big fan of uh, of going to watch fireworks anymore. Of course, when I was a kid, I loved it, but, you know, I'm 40 and I'm all set. Motorcycle just went by. Sorry if that's loud. Anyway, I'm going to get going. going to piece this podcast together and uh, hopefully be reporting from uh, another town soon. I'm driving around Maine this week. I uh, just got done meeting with some witnesses to the extraterrestrial phenomenon um, down in Alfred, Maine. Before that, I was in Scarborough, and there's an interesting story from Scarborough that I talk about in the new book where a UFO was sighted at the Scarborough Drive-In. Uh, pretty pretty crazy stuff. So, uh, But meeting with the witnesses in Alfred, wow. They've had experiences since childhood, (laughs) like really, really frightening, unbelievable stuff. I took notes. I recorded the whole conversation. Uh, I'm probably going to write the story up as well. I asked them point blank, you know, that I think we should do a documentary on it and they agreed. So I'm going to be going back down. At some point, we're going to uh, record some interviews and some B-roll and going to go down another time and we're going to like have a bonfire and all this good stuff. But before any of that stuff starts, I really need to make an outline, 
on all the shots that uh, need to get done and I want to transcribe all the audio that I just got it's a lot a lot of stuff so it's uh, it's big big heavy material so there's there's a lot of work to do I'm hoping to have everything done shooting by fall and uh, then I can take the winter take my own time during the winter and edit it all and hopefully come spring I'll have something to show everybody I even have a uh, tentative title called What Do They Want? But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Yo, what a weird kind of piece together podcast this is, <laughs> this episode. But hey, the hell, you know, season one, still finding my footing. So uh, who gives a fuck, right? Anyways, wanted to share that also this week in celebration of my book coming out, I've been watching a ton of horror movies. I've been having my own horror movie marathon. I watched all four Scream movies. They uh, may seem like a joke to you now these days, but Scream 1 was monumentally incredible. I also watched Descent 1 and 2. I watched uh, Predator and then Predators. I didn't watch Predator 2 yet, but I'm going to. I watched the last three, Friday the 13th, which is uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason Goes to Hell, and Jason X. I also watched truth or dare uh that is fucking horrible so avoid that one if you can it's also kind of fun so whatever do whatever the hell you want more to come this week is again predator 2 i'm also going to do it the tv movie and it the remake i'm also going to do a quiet place and i want to do halloween one texas chainsaw one and nightmare on elm street one uh, which are all classics i think my favorite of the bunch though is halloween one very excited for the halloween remake and i'm also excited for the new predator movie when i saw the first trailer i was like oh no i'm not sure what this is going to be like and uh, but it's part of the movie so i'm going to see it but then the new trailer came out with the reveal of the ultra predator and i'm very excited by that so i'm going to see that i would really also like to see hereditary as well but i don't know if i'll be able to get to the theater to see that before it's out so we'll see how that goes i don't know if you have some favorite horror movies that you think i should be watching send them my way uh, a guilty pleasure is found footage movies i think the blair witch project is one of the best movies of all time i love a ton of other uh, found footage movies phoenix forgotten the phoenix incident i even like diary of the dead and that was the worst romero movie <laughs> i think he's ever put out and i even like that so i give horror movies quite a big pass a lot of them can be campy but some you know over the last five years or so there's a ton of really intelligent horror movies coming out and it's getting this resurgence uh, i'm also very much excited for the uh, pet cemetery remake anyways i could talk about horror movies forever send me an email and uh, let me know what i should be checking out if i've already seen it i will reply with a fuck you i'm just kidding well maybe i don't know if you want me to tell me you want me to <laughs> all right peace i am in belfast maine and there was an encounter that took place here in the late 70s uh, that went on for quite a period of time it involved originally four boys and eventually grew into a lot of different witnesses and a very large ufo was seen and other little fireballs UFOs were seen and it all took place on the tote road definitely recommend checking it out if you can and wow Belfast is beautiful this time of year
I'm actually sitting at the marina area right now and just looking at the water and it's it's beautiful. So if you can, when you can, because I know you're going to pick up this book. Oh, geez. Being asked to move. I'm in a... the hell? I'm in a completely fine parking spot. Hold on a second. Let me talk to this guy. Yeah, what's... Oh, all right, all right. Okay. Well, apparently a... <laughs> Look at this guy. Okay, well, I gotta shut this off. I gotta move the car. It looks like there's a, uh, a rather large boat coming in. And um, there's all these... Oh, okay, well, it looks like I gotta go. There's... I'm now seeing all these utility type vehicles that apparently need the parking area that I am close to. So I'm going to move on. I may check in again from Belfast or... Oh, the things you do while you drive, yeah. Now I'm up in Millinocket and wow, it's gorgeous up here today. Seeing Mount Katahdin in the background is just, it's just gorgeous. I've also been thinking that this is pretty fucking stupid. I'm taking you on an audio tour of Maine and <laughs> it, I don't know, you can't see where I am or, or any of that stuff, so it's kind of fucking stupid, and I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it, but I'll have some other content for you for the rest of the episode, but anyways, I'm in Millinocket, a pretty interesting encounter happened here in 2009, during the winter of 2009, a couple of brothers were on a lake and spied a UFO doing some strange things. Check it out by doing a quick Google search of Millinocket UFO and look for the 2009 encounter. The traffic is actually pretty thick, but it's the, the week of the 4th, so I think a lot of folks are heading to that same body of water that the encounter happened on to do some fishing and the kids go swimming and all that good stuff, so I think that's what's doing on why traffic is so thick. Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> Alright, he's got his left blinker on, gets in the right lane, and then turns right. Left blinker on. Ugh. He looks like an old timer. It's alright buddy, do your thing man. Nobody died, so we're good. Alright, I'm going to check in later. Yo, what up homies? I'm now in the lovely little tiny coastal town of Blue Hill, Maine. And this was the site of an encounter that happened in the late 80s. And a, uh, a lawyer who was also a part-time pilot actually owned his own little uh, aircraft. He was flying over Blue Hill with a friend and claims to both of them saw what they described as a UFO in the sky flying around them, almost watching them. It would be above them, it would be on the side of them, and then it would be directly in front of them. And skeptics have said that they were just witnessing boats on the water, and they definitely deny that that was the case. They think something otherworldly took place. But uh, I'm sitting at the waterfront in Blue Hill, and I've got a badass meatball sub from Yanni's. They make, they make an excellent meatball sub, so I'm about to dig into that. 
and I'll check back in with y'all later. Yo, what up, everybody? I know I'd said I'd uh, probably stop doing these, but uh, I thought it would be cool to note that I'm currently in Bucksport, which is the home of Colonel Jonathan Buck's grave. And if you are unfamiliar, it is a supposed cursed tomb. And the story goes is that there is an image of a woman's stocking-clad foot, or maybe a boot, that is stained on the memorial. I'm actually parked at Hannaford, which is right across the street from Buck's grave, and you can in fact see the foot or the boot on the grave. There has been stories that have been kind of passed down from generation to generation that people have tried to sand off the boot and that it just comes back. However, when you dig into reports, you can't find any actual service saying that they did perform that and that it did come back. It's just kind of hearsay uh, around town, if you will, or spread throughout lore. If you're looking things up on the internet or if you're reading about it in some of the books that this story is in. Now, it is said here that Colonel Buck thought that this woman was a witch and they burned her at the stake and that her leg rolled out of the bonfire. After the poor woman was burned alive, a curse was called down upon the colonel by the deformed son of this supposed witch. And he said, your tomb shall bear the mark of a witch's foot for all eternity. Although that line in particular has been reimagined over the years, so that might not be an actual quote. Anyways, the legend of the mysterious tomb of Bucksport grew and mutated over the centuries, and it fully formed as a tourist attraction when locals started selling postcards. Out-of-staters poured into the town to see the ghostly smudge, which you can clearly see. I'm parked across the street in, at Hannaford and Bucksport, and you can, you can see that foot. The town, recognizing a good thing, has upgraded the cursed tomb experience in recent years. There is now a little parking area next to the cemetery and a wheelchair-friendly concrete ramp leading to the cursed monument. You can photograph it through a wrought iron fence. Probably not best to touch it. So says Roadside America where I got this information. I'd also like to point out that Bucksport was the scene of a reported USO, which stands for an unidentified submerged object. People claim to have seen this UFO rise out of the water. As people viewed it, they could see kelp or some sort of vegetation hanging off of the craft. Sometimes dead is better. Sorry, been going on with my horror movie marathon and I just watched Pet Cemetery again for probably the 10th time. Love that movie. I also checked out Big Legend and Primal Rage. Those are two new Bigfoot-esque movies and both were actually quite fantastic. Exists is the number one Bigfoot movie in my humble opinion. It's from the director of the Blair Witch Project and it's absolutely amazing. You get to see the Bigfoot many, many times and the costume and the makeup, the effects are just absolutely gorgeous. So check that out. What am I doing today? Well, I am continuing being out and about and I am in Scow Vegas. For those not in Maine, that's Scowhegan, Maine. Scowhegan, if you read in my book, kind of acts as the tip of the Somerset Triangle. 
that I coined in the new book. So uh, you should check that out. Check it out. I've also been painstakingly transcribing the audio that I recorded with the UFO witnesses. It's about three hours of audio, and I got that last Saturday, and it has been an entire week, and I think I'm pretty much done. Also, Skowhegan is home to Shalel Way. She is the psychic that I wrote about in the new book, and the title of that chapter is The Psychic Who Saved the World. She weaves a very intriguing tale that goes from espionage to extraterrestrials to nuclear attack. It's a fascinating story. Regardless of your belief, it's just a fascinating story. So please check it out. Yo, yo. No March Slavic here. Obviously, been doing this enough times. I am sitting in beautiful little Deer Isle. This is the site of an encounter from 2013. Sitting with friends, stargazing at the seashore, they witnessed an incredible beam of light that seemed to pan across the bay from one side to the other, coming very close to where they were sitting. It lasted only a few seconds, and when the beam retracted back up to the sky, they all observed some type of craft that it had come from. They could only make out the lights as it was some distance away and pretty high in the sky, but the lights seemed to shimmer or dance for a second or two. Then they made a very quick diagonal movement and disappear. It was a very clear starlit night and there was absolutely no sound or sign of the UFO before or after. Now making my way to Ellsworth by way of Blue Hill and Surrey. And I think I'm going to stop at Surrey Gardens to peruse the beautiful plant life that they have. Granted that they are still open by the time I get there. And then I'm going to finally make my way to Trenton, Maine. That is where my folks live. And my sister has come up from Portland with her husband and their kids. And a barbecue is going to be happening. So I'm going to go over there and check that out. And I may just spend the night and have some breakfast with them as well. So that's what I'm doing on this lovely day. It is currently July 7th, a Saturday of 2018. And tomorrow my book comes out. So I'm pretty excited. And I thought it would be a good time to be around family. So that's what I'm going to do. All right, I'll check in later. The trips are done. This podcast is done. And the book is finally out. Just thank you so much for all the support. Not only for the book, but for season one of the podcast, for the documentary that I'm working on. And honestly, all the years of supporting me with my music and all that good stuff. It's been it's been a wild unforeseeable summer so far and I hope it just gets exponentially better and I wish everybody else a good rest of your summer Kyle and I were going to start recording new episodes in the fall and we'll be back with season two in the winter of 2019 so look out for that look out for the couple of documentaries and get the book if you can i'd appreciate the support anywhere books are sold if your bookstore doesn't have it they can certainly order it i just i love you all thank you so much for listening
volume soundtrack on the stereo You don't know what I know for your old saw UFO Really low, five more in my zip code That was a long time ago, like when things cost slow I go together with the mic like the water in the gusto you think this is emo, then you an asshole A subconscious soul like 45 below Too much tobacco, getting me tennis elbows Or 69 me duplicate and break so day with the drum machine jizz I on rotate my beats feel supreme the getaway clean in Boston 18 obese obscene hit green you feel me drop to CD in between no the caffeine nobody cares nobody really sees me back to Maine for the university turns to community education guillotine good life on pause broke down limousine read it about hangar 18 in the magazine tennis elbow killing me cause of nicotine Main cold the sack maniac on uh. shows every week. Call me insomniac. Remount in my back pocket. Paper back now. Who's a sad sack being whacked in the pitch black? It's a lumberjack with the microphone feedback. Never slack when the beat back. Frozen in time like I'm some Kodak. Tennis elbow in the air. Cause it's like that. Nicotine loves me. Call me Tarmac. Call me Tarmac. These drums are fresh. Yeah. You're gonna get down on this? So will. Let's do this. Hey yo, I want to introduce you to my homie Ice Cold. Yo, Ice, tell them what you gotta say. Tell them what you gotta say. Yo, this is Ice Cold, frozen to the microphone, freezing MCs like a snow cone. Yo, you don't know me, watch me rap with my homie. Yo, what up, dude? I'm feeling really cool. Yo, Ice Cold, tell them what you're gonna do. Freeze them real fast like the speed line. Ooh, I like that, sounds about right Sun and our grass all over the place My first rhymes hit you in the face Then he shook my hand We tried to part it in time to go to the jam Said it's fake, I said what? He said sorry, I said damn My mama threw me out, I called my sister a whore And my house is abandoned, my bed is a floor It's been a week, I didn't eat, I couldn't take it no more Saw my teacher, Miss Elaine, at the grocery store 
I waited by a car, she asked why'd you at school Put my gun to her head and said get in you old boo She offered her keys, cried and said please She told me not to tell and give me A's and B's I said I want your money grubbing all I could sell I looked into her eyes and she was scared as hell I knew she was a snitch, I beat her down with my gun Got happy with the trick and now I'm on the run And a ghetto boys, ghetto boys Ghetto boys, ghetto boys Ghetto boys, ghetto boys Ghetto boys, ghetto boys Call me Tarmac, call me Tarmac Stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. 
It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.